Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Fleet Letter. I'm your host, John Murray, and I welcome you back. I know it's a little, guys, a little early in the morning. It's almost uh, 12 in the morning here and um, here on the East Coast, and um, I know it's a little early, late, however you want to say it, but um, I want to get this uh, episode out to um, all my listeners. Uh, for those, once again, for those who are first-time listeners, I want to say, um, you know, thank you, and uh, thank you for listening, and for some of the whole-time viewers, I guess you could say, um, I want to say thank you, thank you for continuing listening, and it's always great to have you back. Um, I guess, without beating around the bush, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I don't like to, you know, I like to jump right into things, and let's, let's get started. Uh, first thing I want to bring up is uh, the Washington football team. Now, we all know, and I'm not going to go over the John Gruden thing for about the 5,000th five, five time. It's been documented the last week or two um, about John Gruden and all these, what did somebody say, 650,000 emails that were put out within about a seven or eight year span, where I think between John Gruden believe when he's working with ESPN and there was now some emails that have been now it's like emails has to do with the Washington football team now according to reports that to my understanding this has nothing to do with any of uh, the Washington football team this has nothing to do with the I believe the uh, racial slurs or I guess whatever uh, you know John Gruden was um, for he was being reprimanded for it and he got resigned for it because of um, because of the racial slurs, the gays, talking about gays and like that. So now the Washington football team, which it's already been documented, I believe it was documented that the Washington football team somehow the emails have got tied up into I don't know how it got tied up to the John Green situation. At least that's the reports I've been reading, that's how it got tied up in there, but John Green had nothing to do with the with the Washington football team and what was going what was going on what was going on in their situation. Now, for those who do not know about the Washington football team, it has been it has been publicly reported that um, they seem to have a serious problem with um, treating um, females in the organization, whether they were working in the front office or cheerleader now I know stories have been brought out that uh, they were on a trip they were on some trip and um, some of the team representatives had taken maybe some uh, uncanny photos let's just say of some of the cheerleaders that reports have been coming out and some I think even tied I believe some even tied John, Daniel Schneider in, in, into this but of course you know, I believe um but of course, they got fined lots and lots of money. Uh, Daniel Schneider stepped down as president of the company. I believe you know his wife has taken over since since then. I guess as as I said a couple of, a couple of episodes ago, they said was it supposed to be sex, drugs, rock and roll, and again, once again, controversy. It always sells, doesn't it? Everybody loves controversy. It's the nature the nature of the beast, right? Everybody loves it. Well, I believe, and I believe there was an episode that I did talk about, talk about 
my feelings towards 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 us. You know, I, in a way, I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised of how the Washington football team, especially Dan Schneider, running, who is the owner of the um, Washington football team, I'm surprised that the NFL has has not told him to that he needs to, shall we say, he needs to sell the team. I'm surprised that subject has not been has not been brought up. Um, like I said, I know his wife is now taking over as the the team president. I believe reports are the reports are that the um, management have I take some kind of you know classes or take some kind of seminars for the way they the way they the mistreat of of women. Now, a lot of people don't know much too much about me. Of course, a lot of my viewers don't know a whole lot about me. But I will say this much: when my um, at a very young age, when I was nine, when I was nine years old, my dad had a massive heart attack and he passed away. And in that process, I, me personally, I had to deal. I dealt with a lot of women, my mom, my sister, my grandmother, and my great-grandmother luckily lived about a couple of blocks from where, I, from where we lived. Um, I know my great-grandmother, she had relatives that would come by ever so often that were female. Um, I had a family that lived underneath the uh, apartment, underneath me. Uh, I got very close to their family, and there was a uh, older lady who I considered, who I really considered, like a second mother, who I did learn. I learned uh, a lot from, especially table manners. I know that doesn't mean <laughs> it might not mean a lot, but um, I learned table manners. Actually, I got a some cooking tips. Crazy as that sounds, and there was an older, there was an older daughter that. Um, that I uh, got close to, we were, became close personal friends. Uh, we shared a lot of solace. We uh, shared some of the same stuff. Um, we liked football, wrestling. There were, all, there were all things that we liked, but we just really, really, really hit it off. So, what I'm getting to is this, and, and I've been around a lot of women. And even on my job, I've had women that are, have been, I've had several women that have been my boss. What I'm trying to say is very simply this. I mean, I grew up respecting women, plain and simple. And to me, it is highly demeaning that any, anybody, that could disrespect disrespect any 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 woman whatsoever. Now, to me, I'm like I said before a few minutes ago. I'm surprised that, um, that the NFL has not told Dan Shiner, hey, he needs to sell a team. I don't. That probably will not happen. But I get you know I was commissioner and I found out all this stuff. I have to tell Daniel, hey. You need to find somebody. You need to find somebody to take his team off your hands. I don't care if you got to sell it to 
your other constituents that you co-own the team with. Um, now, I think Daniel has bought out, I know Dan Schneider has bought out some of those owners that, that co-own the team with him, I believe he did. He bought some of them out. Um, to me, if I was Daniel, I would tell, I would, I would have to, if I was commissioner, if I was the commissioner, I would say, hey, you gotta sell this team. I can't have this. Now, maybe they feel that Daniel Sean's wife could correct the situation with her, with her being a female, being a, being that slot. She certainly can um, correct the situation and make sure that um, nothing like this happens again. It's you know it's one of those touchy situations. It's a very touchy situation. I don't you know my thing is um, I don't condone anybody you know abusing abusing or. How should I say it? Yeah, doing something wrong to, to a woman. Because I grew up around, because I spent most of my life, my adult life, spent most of my life growing up around women. And I learned to, I learned to have high respect, high respect for them. That just comes, that just comes with being around them, understanding them, and, uh, you know, just having the utmost respect for them. You know, I mean, nowadays, I mean, Women, I mean, women fought for so many years. You take, you know, I mean, the vote, the voting rights, you go know, back to the voting rights. And now you think about where, where women have come. I mean, you had women that, you had uh, women running for president. You've had women that have been governors, states, mayors of cities. You've had women that have been police chiefs, high-profile lawyers, high-profile doctors, women that have got their own talk shows. There are so many things women. I mean, now you have women have their own basketball league. I mean, years ago, nobody would have thought of that, but they've got their own pro basketball league. I know there's stuff where women have like a I believe there is such thing where women do have a football league out there. It's not highly known, but I have seen it on TV. I have I've seen it on TV and some clips of women doing football, having a football league. And you've got any women that even own teams. Whether I know there was one woman that owned a, a basketball, I believe a uh, a women's basketball team. And you've got women now that are co-owning NFL football teams. So, I mean, women have come certainly a, a long, long, long way. And it's good. I'm glad, I'm glad they have. Now, I'm sure, and I'm sure, and I'm sure women will tell you they've come a long way, but there's still so much more to be done, and there's still people out there that Are gonna mistreat. Are gonna are gonna mistreat women. Are gonna abuse women. Are gonna take advantage of them. And that's sad. Again, this is a situation where the Washington Football Team, people within their organization, took advantage of these women. Now, I know the 
was a, I think it was a bathing suit calendar issue that was put out. I don't know, it might have been a couple of years ago that, and I think there was, I think there was a, a thing where they might have had, had some even, I believe maybe filmed topless, I'm not sure about that. But to me it's just, it's, it is just unbelievable. And it's sad. Now I'm sure, I don't know, I'm sure some of those people in that organization, I'm guessing, and got fired over that, and they, they should be. But like I said, it's, 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 it's very sad. But like I said, women have come such a long way, and I'm sure they would tell you they've got many more hills and mountains to climb. And you know, one day, don't be surprised. I would be surprised if you see a president of the United States. You currently have a pre you have a woman that's a vice president of this country. If, if, if anything, God forbid, should happen to President Biden, you gotta remember there will be a, a lady that will run this country. That day is coming. Don't know when, but the day is gonna come. Whether it's Ms. Harris, I know people have always wanted Michelle Obama to run for president, but I don't think it's something that I don't think it's something that um, Ms. Obama Ms. Obama might be high on because I'm certain she has certainly seen what all those years in the White House did for her, her husband. And maybe she says, you know what? I don't want no part of that. And I can't blame her. Who would? I mean, you've got women that have become great authors, write great stories. But in no way, shape, or form, with the Washington football team, what they try to hide. They didn't go on answer. They got to find a lot of money. But then again, Daniel Schneider, I'm sure, is worth a lot of money. I don't know the exact amount, but he's worth a lot of money. What you should have done is, instead of finding money, make him sell his team. Then the light bulb will, will go off in Daniel Schneider's head. He'll say to himself, how can I let this come on? Sad. It's very sad. But for those women out there, keep, keep putting up a good fight. Because you've already done so much. And I know there's probably more, certainly way more than you, that you can do. And I've always said one day, don't be surprised if a woman buys in an NFL team. That day's probably coming. Who knows when? But I'm sure it's going to come soon. You've already got women right now that are co-owners. 
you've got women that work in our working in the front office. You've got female assistant coaches now on the sidelines. I mean, Tampa Bay Buccaneers had an assistant coach, a woman assistant coach. That was with them when they won the Super Bowl last year. You never know. One day, who knows? There's a roster league. You see an NFL coach as a female. Anything's possible. But like I said before, all the women, they keep putting up that good fight. Now, a few days ago, there was a well, I wouldn't say a minor trade, but a pretty quality trade. After the uh, Philadelphia Eagles had lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, pretty much the next day, Zach Ertz was traded to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for a cornerback. And I believe it was a fifth-round draft pick, either the fifth or sixth-round draft pick. Now, I got to give... The Cardinals credit. It was a nice pickup. I know their uh, starting tight end, Max Williams, is out for the year. And you went out and got a, a 31-year-old Zach Ertz who, this year, who seemed to see, seems to, at least in my eyes, can still produce. And Zach, and that offense, with Kyler Murray throwing the ball, I gotta say, a great pickup. It was a great pickup by the Cardinals. Because you can imagine putting that with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, AJ, AJ Brown. Sure, you got Kirk. Sure, you got Moore. I mean, the weapons are building up for the Cardinals. And right now, the Cardinals are the only, only undefeated team in the NFL right now. Now, I know the coach uh, has got COVID. He is um, He will not be with the team this week when they hit the field. Um, certainly hope, uh, I certainly hope that uh, Mr. Kingsbury uh, gets um, gets well and I'll show you back on the field next Sunday. But I gotta say, I got to give Cardinals credit. They are, they're very serious about this. They want to win a championship. They've done a lot in the offseason. They bring in J.J. Watt. They signed James Conner to try to, bol to bolster the running game. They went out and got A.J. Green to gamble A.J. Green, who's been, who's been hurt the last couple of years. And Zach Ersh, he just adds another piece, another piece to the puzzle. They've done some improvements on the offensive line. Kyler Murray has been part of the MVP discussion already this season. Now, like I said, the Cardinals are the only undefeated team left in the NFL. So we shall see if they can remain undefeated this week. Now, I know... When you start getting, you start racking up victory to victory, everybody wants to talk about the 72 Miami Dolphins. Now, not going, I'm not going to go that far advanced. We're not going that far in advance. I believe the Cardinals will not go undefeated. They will lose at some point. 
last team to try that was the New England Patriots, and they almost pulled it off, but they could not finish the job, and that was during the Super Bowl. Being undefeated is a hard, hard thing to do. You've got to stay focused. And now this season now being a 17-game season, not 16 anymore, 17, it would be a lot, lot harder to do. Can they? I don't think the Cardinals can do it, but for any team that can, any team from here on out, if you can go 17 on the regular season, heck, in my mind, that makes you better than the 72 Dolphins. I don't, don't, don't have Mercury Morris come and beat me up because he likes to talk about how good that team was, how much of a family it was, how they meshed together. And I gotta admit, I was born in '69, so I wasn't that <laughs> I wasn't that old. All I can go by is just clips of what I've seen in the '72 Dolphins. They had some talent on that team, make no mistake about it. But so does the Cardinals. So does the team in the NFL. There's talent on each team, but it's hard to stay. Trust me, it is hard. Any NFL team will tell you it is hard to stay undefeated for a full season. I can just imagine in a college football team it's hard to stay focused and hard to stay undefeated to try and win that national championship. Nick Saban, he's made it look easy for several years now. But the Cardinals I have to have my hands off to them. Nice pickup on Zach Hurts. It adds another weapon to an already dangerous offense. Let's see what Zach. Let's see what Zach and the Cardinals. Let's see if they continue that momentum. Let's see if they can ride that momentum because they are in one of the toughest divisions in football. You can make an argument, but the AFC West is certainly. I can't. I can't really blame you if you want to make that argument. But I gotta give the Cardinals. And I gotta give them credit. Went out and got a pretty decent tight end who still has got something left in the tank in Zach Kurtz. Cardinals, maybe this is fine. Maybe this is your year. Maybe you'll win the division. Maybe you'll go very far in the playoffs. Maybe you could wind up in the AFC, or should the NFC Championship game. And who knows? But the Cardinals be Super Bowl bound. Well, might be getting ahead of ourselves. But you gotta give the Cardinals the A for effort. They're doing everything in their power to put themselves in that spot. Now let's talk about the games this week. Now the starting off at 9.30 well, not during the East Coast, but a lot later in um, in Europe, you'll have the Miami Dolphins versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Both teams have Miami has been disappointing this year. Jacksonville has yet won a game, and Jacksonville did come close to beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Tua 
will be back this week. The reports are that he's back this week and he is going to play. He's going to play. Now, it's hard to see this game going out, see how this game is going to go. Uh, Miami's defense has not really played up to the part that I thought it could play up to. But who wins this game? This will be a tough one. Tua is coming back, but he just got back. And that's the thing. I'm not solely on the offensive line. I'm not solely on the defense. So you got to look at Jacksonville's side of the ball. Yeah, there's Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson. They still got the offensive line not sold on. Jacksonville's defense has not really played, has not really played that good. You kind of go back and forth. Who do I really believe can win this game? There's a part of me, ladies and gentlemen, that want to really, really say that Jacksonville's going to get off the schneid. But I can't find myself to do it. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I know some people, I believe it's a low-scoring game. And I think it's going to be decided by maybe, I will say, four or five points. I think it could come down to a field goal. But I think Miami is going to barely, just barely, barely sneak it out. And then who knows, after that, Urban Meyer might <laughs> throw his hat on the ground and give up, and he just might walk out and say, forget this. This is not for me. I'm out of here. Nah, I don't think really everyone will do that just quite yet. But I got to take Miami maybe four or five points in this game. I think as far as my my fantasy, my fantasy tips for the people I want, you want to play this week, um, I would certainly go, certainly James Robinson. Yes, play James Robinson if you can. Um, you know, the way the corners have been playing for Miami here of late, it's kind of it's kind of hard not to be maybe to say Marvin Jones is a possibility. But to be honest with you, James Robinson, if you want a sleeper pick, go with Dan Arnold. Tight end. Tight end that just got a couple of weeks back from the Panthers. He's my sleeper pick. He is my sleeper pick for you. Go get him. I think as far as Miami goes, uh, Miles Gaskin, who showed up last week, he could be a, a possibility. I would look at him as a possibility against that Jacksonville defense. He's a guy that I would look, I would look into. Um, Waddell, Jalen Waddell is a man that I might have to give some thought to. I think there are some injuries. I think uh, Fuller is not going to play. I believe Devontae Parker is highly questionable right now. So I think right now, He's one guy that I would seriously look at as a, a possibility, possibility to play. Next game, we'll go with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington football team. Kansas City has not played up to its capabilities, can we say. They're 2-3, and three, and who would have thought they would have been 2-3 and three at this point in the season. Washington football team, their defense has not played anywhere near what people might have thought they would. With that being said, I think Washington, I think, I think Washington is going to be 
and then watch them get mowed over by the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Kansas City is going to be ticked off because they haven't played well. And Kansas City is just going to, going to beat Washington up and down the field. I think as far as fantasy thing goes, yes, Patrick Mahomes, yes, Tyreek Hill, but keep an eye on Tyreek. He has a quad injury. Keep an eye on, the, eye on that. Certainly Travis Kelsey can't go wrong with those three. For the Washington, uh, I would say Antonio Gibson, certainly. Um, their seating core, it's kind of um, it's kind of beat up. Curtis Samuel's not going to play. Terry McLean is um, questionable. So it's kind of hard to really sit back and say, other than maybe Gibson right now. And of course, almost half of the Kansas City offense. Um, a sleeper pick is Heineke. I think he, he is a he's a sleeper pick. Kansas City uh, defense has not played that well this year. If you need if you if you need a the pick Taylor could be the man to look at could be a man to look at if you need be but be tempted because they off because their receiving core is banged up and there's no longer Thomas to throw the ball to so if you want to gamble on Taylor just remember he doesn't have his full weapons and maybe for me, that could just, if you don't have your full weapons, I know you're playing Kansas City. But for me, maybe that maybe that kind of raised a red flag to me because you don't have all those weapons. Next game, the Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts. Now, Houston's had their moments. They've had some moments. And well, Indianapolis Colts. They have not played up to par this year. They're supposed to be one of the uh, better teams in the AFC. They have not played that way. Now, I believe Jim Ernst had came out a few days ago and said something that he thinks they're going to win two Super Bowls, I think, within a decade or something, or something, something along those lines. It's a bold statement for your owner. Very bold statement. But in this game, I think the Colts will the Colts will win. I think the Colts will win by I would say they're going by ten points in this game. Uh the Colts defense was underrated last year. It's it's been kind of shaky at some points this year, but I think they will do a good job. They will confuse David Mills. I wouldn't be surprised if you get picked off a couple of times by the Colts. And the Colts win. Now, I think as far as fantasy things go, I don't know if there's anybody I can really use on the Texans. The only guy that might have a shot, Brandon Cooks. Maybe the only guy that maybe, maybe we consider. That's it. For fantasy football owners, I know T.Y. Hilton makes, comes back. After having a neck injury at the end of camp, in the training camp, he is now back. 
and I certainly hope uh, T.Y. does well. T.Y. usually has a career game against Houston, but for fantasy football fans, I don't see that this week. That's not going to happen. As far as yes, please go ahead and play Jonathan Taylor. Um, Carlson Wentz could be an interesting pick for some people. Uh, I think the Texans are not that bad against the pass. Um, but I certainly would still look at Wentz. As receivers go, I know Hilton's back, but I wouldn't put the I wouldn't put a lot of pressure on him to perform up to perform like he does usually does against Texans. Um, it's hard to make a receiver if you had to go get a receiver. Michael Pittman, the man who has been playing well of late, he got his first touchdown pass last week. He usually averages about five or six catches a game. But for me, the Colts over the Texans. Now let's talk about my Cincinnati Bengals and the Detroit Lions. Now, I believe there's even some experts out there that actually, and you heard it here first, actually thinks Detroit will get off the will, will finally win a game. And Detroit has, has played well. Now has has played some close games, I should say. Let me think for about a second now. Sometimes you, you try. I try to compare Detroit to Jacksonville. You got a rookie quarterback. You have Jared Goff. There's a James Robinson, DeAndre Swift. You also got a uh, Jamel Williams coming from the Green Bay Packers. So you have a running game. You have a running game to work with. The thing was, I'm not really strong on Detroit's receiving core. Now, T.J. Hawkerson, yes, still one of, the, one of the better tight ends in this league. Detroit's defense, well, it hasn't played as, it hasn't, it's still been one of the worst in the league. You've got Cincinnati. As much, as much as, as much as I want to believe the, ex, as much as I think the experts could be right on this game, Detroit, could somehow pull it, pull it out. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to my guns, and I'm gonna say Cincinnati will win this game. I know Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow um, has called it a uh, throat contusion. Uh, he is gonna play. Mixon, uh, I believe he's gonna play, but I would not let, expect a lot of carries from Mixon. I think he's still gonna be. Max on his carries, but he will play. Still got Chase, still got T. Higgins, still got Tyler Boyd. But I think the Bengals, the Bengals win. I'm gonna say the Bengals by maybe, I'm gonna say by nine points. The Bengals win by nine. As far as fancy, um, certainly I would still go Swift. I think TJ could still have a quality. TJ Hawkinson could have a quality game. If you're in Cincinnati, yes, I would still play Burrow. You could uh, certainly chase. Um, I would look at Higgins and look at Boyd. I think all could have decent games. I might be tempted, tempt just hold off on Nixon. I don't think he's quite recovered yet. He is going to play. He will get his carries, but I don't. I don't look for him getting no. 20 carries a game, nothing like that. He may get 
I mean, they get seven or eight nine carries. Now, I know uh, P. Ryan, who played last week, I believe he is out this week. So, Chris Evans, former Michigan Wolverine, he may get a few more carries this week. Now, will I go against Chris Evans? No, I'm not going to say you need to go get Chris Evans. But, I don't know if I get Mixon or not if you want to. I would say Burrow in the receiving core of the Bengals. The Pack Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Now here lately, the Packers have owned the Bears. You've got a rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, a not so good offensive line. You're now down to your third running back. Um, Montgomery's out. Uh, Damian Williams has got COVID. He's going to sit out. He was kind of dinged up anyway going into the game. Now you have a young man, Herbert, a man that for fantasy people, fantasy experts out there, uh, he's a guy that you probably could look to certainly keep your eye on. Certainly you keep an eye on him. Some people have him as a top 25 running back this week. The Green Bay Packers have not been that good. I believe they're not that good against the run, and this young man could surprise you but for me it's hard to believe now the Bears defense played well last week but doesn't have yeah but can't stop Aaron Rodgers and company the Bears defense could surprise you they could do okay against Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day I still can't I can't I cannot find in my heart to put Chicago over Green Bay. Green Bay win this game. I give it maybe 11 or 12. I'd say maybe 12 points. As far as fantasy picks go, yes, I've already told you, already told you about Herbert. And for a shocker, I'm going to tell everybody, it might be time that Allen Robinson play Allen Robinson. I know it's kind of a shocker. Allen hasn't done much this year. But you got to remember the second hand, the uh, Green Bay secondary has been his, his dinged up, banged up, and hurt. He's certainly someone I would definitely keep an eye on this week. As far as Green Bay, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, certainly Aaron Jones, certainly Devontae Adams. But it's going to be, like I said, Green Bay. Green Bay by, I'll say, at least 12. And the most interesting game this week could be the Chargers against the Ravens. Now, both quarterbacks come off of great games last week. Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. Both great games last week. Now... I keep going back and forth, back and forth in this game. Both defenses of Canada. The Ravens' defense is not what it once was. The day their defense has struggled. It's not the same Ravens' defense that you've known, that you've come to know and love the last 
couple years or a few years, it's not the same defense. The Chargers defense, it has his moments it plays up, it plays down, it plays up, it plays down. Now, the Ravens have had a tough issue with, I think the Ravens now, they've now gotten all veteran running backs from Murray to Freeman to Le'Veon Bell now. I know Samuel Hawkins is going to miss this week. The first-round draft pick, Bateman, I think, uh, first-round draft pick for the Ravens, Bateman, I believe, he's going to play this week. I would not expect him to do big things. Certainly, he's a guy that you probably could keep an eye on. If you're a fantasy person, keep an eye on him. See what he can do. Mark Andrews, the tight end, had a great week last week. But who do I think is going to win this game? I'm gonna go Chargers. Chargers are playing the hot are playing the hot hand. I don't think the Ravens, I don't think the Ravens are gonna be able to stop Justin Herbert. I don't think so. I think he I think he throws for three touchdowns. Now there is a there's Mike Williams who's had a knee issue all week, has not practiced, but he is supposed to play. So we'll see how that goes. But my gosh, I'll say Chargers. I don't say Chargers by least touchdown. I think Ravens will make it close. I think Lamar Jackson will make it close. Now for the usual fantasy suspects, yes, Lamar Jackson, certainly. I don't know if I'd go pick out any Ravens running backs. Um, sleeper pick, Marcus Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown has actually started has has played has played well this year. He could be a sleeper pick for, I don't know if he's a sleeper pick, but he's a pick that I would keep an eye on. Certainly hurt. I think Eckler's fine. Keenan Allen, I'm still putting there. I know Mike Williams, but I part of me might tempt to use Mike Williams because of that knee injury. But like I said, Chargers, Miley's touchdown. And so Vikings, and Carolina Panthers. Now the Panthers got more bad news. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's going to set up three games to build that kind of high arm. Now the Panthers' defense has been a pretty has has played well this year. Has played well this year. It has been a strong point for them. Sam Donald has played well. I'm not the biggest fan of the offensive line, but you do have DJ Moore. So got Anderson. You got Marshall. Minnesota side of the ball. Dalvin Cook will return this week. I love Jefferson. I love Thielen. It depends on what defense I think is gonna is gonna out is gonna do outdo what. I think Cook is gonna still get his yardage. I still think Thielen and Jefferson will have decent games. But at the end of the day, I think the Panthers' defense is better than the Vikings' defense. And Kirk Cousins, who has played well this year, well, I think Kirk goes back to being Kirk Cousins. I think he throws a couple of picks this game. And I think the Panthers, I think the Panthers went about, I think the Panthers have played by a good five or six points. As far as fantasy, thing, uh, as far as fantasy goes, uh, Hubbard is certainly a possibility. He has done fairly well in McCaffrey's uh, absence. He's got to look at. 
DJ Moore. I'm still putting DJ Moore in there. It's a guy to go. It's good to uh, play this week as well. Um, you can't never go wrong with Dalvin Cook. He's played well. Um, it's hard to put uh, Jefferson or Thielen on the bench. It's hard to do so. But I would not play. I got. I would not play Kirk Cousins. Another game that's good on the radar is the Cardinals against the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Cleveland Browns, they've had some rotten luck with injuries here. Um, fantasy owners, Nick Chubb will not play this week. Uh, Hunt will be getting the number one duties, and like that's really going to really matter. Hunt is a solid player. And for fantasy owners, that definitely boosts his Hunt stock up even more this week. As crazy as it sounds, he might be he might be the only <laughs> Green Bay. He's like he might be the only uh, Cleveland Brown that you might want to put on your team. Now, the Cardinals they have a few injuries, but the Browns have got more injuries. Um, I really don't see Cleveland stopping. I don't really see if Cleveland got beat up on by Justin Herbert last week. I got a feeling they're gonna they're gonna get beat up on by by Murray this week. Kyler Murray is gonna beat up on this week. Um, as far as fantasy, thing, I've already told you about Hunt, but yes, use Murray. Uh, certainly use Hopkins. I know Hopkins has been dinged up the last couple of weeks. Um, as far as the other Cardinal receivers, it's kind of hard for me from week to week. One week it might be AJ, next week it might be Kirk. It could be Moore's week this week. It's kind of hard for me to sit back and predict, well, I think this guy is going to do it this week. Um, but for right now, certainly Hunt, Murray Hopkins are shoe-ins. After that, it's kind of you're, you're taking you're taking your you're taking your uh, luck on that one. Now we're going down to the Raiders and the Broncos. Now, the Raiders have surely been ahead, been in the news for, <laughs> I had to say, for all the wrong reasons. Uh, the Broncos, they have played the Broncos. They have played well. I think defensively, I think defensively, I think the Broncos will handle the Raiders' offense. Now, the Raiders, the defensively has, the defense has gotten better. But I think Bridgewater, who is going to come back this week, I believe Bridgewater, and I believe the Denver's offense will be enough, will be just enough to get him over the hump. Denver wins this game. As far as fantasy goes, um, I would certainly keep an eye on Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. They're guys to keep an eye on. Uh, Sutton. Uh, one of the sleeper picks has been uh, Tim Patrick, who has played well this this year as well. I would certainly keep an eye on Tim Patrick as a sleeper pick, and certainly I wouldn't count out Noah Fant either. I think as far as the Raiders, I think as far as the Raiders side of the ball, I don't, I don't see me taking. Um, I really do, I have a hard time picking any Raiders. If I had to, I would still gamble on Josh Jacobs. That might be about the the biggest the biggest thing in the world that I would go with right now. Now we get down to the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots. Should be a very interesting game. 
Bill Belichick against Dallas. Who do I think is going to win this game? Ladies and gentlemen, as much as, ladies and gentlemen, I got to say Dallas. Dallas will win this game. Now, I think the defense is still pretty is still pretty decent. I think it gives Dallas, I think he can do a pretty good job against Dallas. And a Dallas on a streak where I think they've scored 35, was it 30, I want to say five plus points now, or over 30 points a game here in the last last five or six last five or six uh, weeks. I think even going back into last season. Um, tell you what, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think, like I said, I think the Patriots could surprise people and do and try their best to maybe tame it a little bit. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think the Patriots. I don't. I don't think this is one of the games. I really don't believe that's one of the games that Zeke or Tony Pollard are going to have a really big game. I think this is going on Dak's shoulders. With that being said, I know J.C. Jackson will probably cover Cooper. So with that being said, look for C.D. Lamb to have a good game this. Look for him to have a good game this week. The Dallas defense is better. It's played a lot better. I don't see Mac Jones really going off and have a blockbuster game. Um, Damian Harris, their best running back, he is questionable for this game. But right now, Dallas beats them. I think it's Dallas. I think I'll say Dallas by 10 over the Patriots. I think as far as fantasy uh, rollings goes, still play Dak Prescott. It's still hard to put Zeke on that bench. You can still go with Cooper. You can still go with Lamb um, if you need to. The one man has been an unsung hero, and that's been Dalton Schultz. If you need a tight end for the week, can't go wrong with Dalton. I think as far as the Patriots go, I don't think I'd play any Patriot whatsoever at all. Put them on the benches. We've got any Patriots, sit on the bench. Next week game is the Seattle Seahawks and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Sunday night game. Now, there is no, there is no Russell Wilson. Geno Smith starts for the first, first time in a few years. Chris Carlson, he is out. Yes, DK Metcalf. Yes, Clevin Lockett is still there. But the thing is, Pittsburgh's offense it hasn't really been much, but then again, the Steelers' defense has been hasn't the I should say the Seahawks' defense has not been that has not played well at all this year. It has not. This is a game that Najee Harris could play well in. This is a game that Big Ben could play well. Now Gino did play well in his relief parents. But do I think Gina can do that again this week? I'm going to say no. I think this is the time the Steelers' defense steps up and plays like the Steelers', Steelers defense. I think the Steelers win this game. I say they win by at least six. 
as far as your fantasy relevance, I know, call me crazy, this could be the week that Big Ben could be serviceable to you. Certainly Najee Harris, I'd go play Deontay Johnson. Claypool's got a pretty good chance. I think as far as Seattle goes, it's hard to put Metcalf leaving locking on the bench. I know Alex Collins, he is playing this week because I've already mentioned that Chris Carlson is out for a few weeks because of a neck injury. But I believe Steelers win. But like I said, maybe you can still play bad calf, still play Lockett. But I believe Steelers get the victory in this one. Now the final game on the tap, Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. Now, Lockett figuring the way. Now, AJ, AJ Brown plays. Julio Jones is returning. And yes, you still got Derrick Henry. But Buffalo's defense is pretty talented. And I don't know how much Tennessee will do off of Buffalo's defense. I think that's going to be a, a huge issue. I don't think AJ Brown, I really don't think, I think Tannehill's not going to have that good of a game, which it falls on Derrick Henry. Now, Buffalo's defense is certainly not bad at all. Uh, I'm not saying Derrick Henry will have a Derrick Henry will have a, a decent game, but I don't think he's going to have a blockbuster game. And Buffalo Bills, well, Tennessee's defense has has not hasn't played well at all. Josh Allen, he's starting to come, he's starting to come around a little bit after a slow start. He's starting to come around. be honest with you it's right now hard for me to go against Buffalo Bills I'll say Buffalo will be Tennessee I'm going to say by maybe 12 points at best as far as fantasy relevance goes you can't put Derrick Henry on the bench it's hard to uh, I know people play A.J. Brown I don't think A.J.'s got to have a good game because White's going to be covering uh, they just getting back I don't think Hula's going to really blow you out the water. As far as Buffalo's bills go, yes, Josh Allen. Uh, Stephon Diggs has gotten off to a slow start. I wouldn't be shocked if Diggs finally has a blockbuster game and plays like he did like he did last year. Um, you know, sleeper pick, maybe Emmanuel Sanders. I know he caught three balls last week, but two of them were for touchdowns. Uh, Dawson Knox could be a sleeper pick if you need a tight end. Dawson, Dawson Knox, he is playing well and he's raced his game this year. But it's going to be. It's going to be Buffalo all the way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm almost. Almost out of time. Um, towards the end of the show, I'd like to thank all those who do follow my podcast, and, uh, and I hope you enjoy enjoy it. Um, for uh, like I said, for the viewers, like I talked my last show, for the viewers that were um, 
from Germany, Turkey, Thailand, the United Kingdom, and to my friends up north, I like to say thank you for at least listening to the podcast. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I get more viewers from other from, from other countries, wherever they may be. I try my very best to give you the best insights to the best of my knowledge. Uh, as far as uh, any other fancy tips go, I think I've given you most of my fancy tips I believe that you could hopefully use this week. Um, uh, like I said, I do, uh, heck, I'm still doing my research as we speak. I, I'm making line changes here and there now. And um, hopefully, I certainly wish you the best of luck this week in your fantasy football leagues. I wish your NFL teams the best of luck as well. Until next time, see ya.